Okay, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Uh, be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guest topics and important events. And I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. Thrilled to have on the line with us a movie star, Kevin Sorbo. Uh, Hercules, you've got all these movies. Kevin Sorbo, Welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Good to be back with you again. Hey, it's great to have you. So you are a conservative in Hollywood, a very successful Hollywood star. So, I mean, you were Hercules, what, for seven years? And it was watched all over the world, right? We actually passed Baywatch by our third season and became the most watched TV show in the world. We uh, were in 176 countries at the time. It's still in 60 countries all these years later. And when I do these autograph shows, these Comic-Con shows, I'm getting a whole new group of like 12 and 13-year-olds who's, whose parents were that age. Now they're in their 30s, of course. <laughs> they're the age I was when I was filming it. So um, it reminds me that I'm getting older, but at the same time, it reminds me uh, that uh, the show still has a lot of kick in it and people really enjoy it. You know, Kevin, there's some stories that are just timeless, and I think the story of Hercules is is, is one of those. So that's that's major cool. Um You've done a lot of movies. One that really touched my heart is God's Not Dead. That was a really powerful movie, and, and that was several years ago, but you've been doing lots of movies. I have. You know, God's Not Dead really hit a nerve, and uh, it was only $2 million budget, which is, that's not even catering on Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, they shoot $300 million <laughs> movies. And this little thing was little engine that could. It went on to make uh, over $100, $100 million worldwide. And uh, but I think there was a better movie I did with the same company, Pure Flix, called What If that came out two years earlier. They just didn't do a very good job of promoting it. It all comes down to promotion, of course. And the same writers. So they can't they can't get mad at me. Same writers. And it's a wonderful movie. So I highly recommend people seeing What If. But one of my latest movies that was out in theaters for three months is called Let There Be Light, which I'm really proud of. It did very well in theaters at a three month run. It's now out there on Amazon and also at Walmart DVD. And uh, I directed that one as well my wife co-wrote it with the uh, very uh, famous dan gordon writer who wrote the hurricane and he wrote white earth and he was a showrunner in highway to heaven and um so please check out let there be light i think people enjoy that movie it's very touching moving very funny as well and will uh will definitely uh will definitely touch you in a lot of good places well de- most definitely let there be light be sure and check that out and you are uh, what you're just sitting around on the beach not doing anything now out there in california <laughs> I actually I actually don't live in California. I just moved recently to Long Island, New York. So uh, it's, a, it's a long story. I'll try to make it quick. The fires were very big in our area. We'd evacuate our house. And uh, the fires burned three homes to the ground in my street alone. The fires came within three feet of my house and stopped. Why? I don't know. It's a miracle that our house didn't burn down. And um, we have a family that uh, lost their home a couple blocks away from us. And they now... Uh, they wanted to rebuild, so they they rented our home for the next two years, and uh, we luckily had another house that we built out here in Long Island back in 2000 that we used as a uh, as a rental. We just built it as a real estate investment, and so now we've moved our entire house out here 
So I've left the 70 degrees weather for the 10 degrees weather. I'm not really happy about it. But, um, <laughs> but one, one high-tax state to another high-tax state. So at least oh you kept gosh, that parity on that. Well, well, here's the deal. The home is t- almost 20 years old now. We're doing It's been beat up by renters through the years. So we're doing a major facelift on it. And hopefully we're going to sell it uh, but before the end of this year. And then we are moving to Florida. <laughs> There's a lot of people moving to Florida, no matter uh, their political persuasion. It's for some reason, they like the fact that uh, lower taxes down there. So- well, you know, and then, and then all the all the New Yorkers, you know, they leave this state for the governments that they vote in, and then they move to Florida and vote for the same kind of government. Go figure. It's, oh my gosh. It's been- it's insane. I've got so many European friends. I lived in Europe for three and a half years, and a number of them have moved to America. And they're telling me, we left Europe for exactly what's happening in America today. So well, I just don't want to learn. Well, and, you know, Colorado, we've got a lot of Californians that move, have been oh moving. Oh, my gosh. Moving, I know. And, uh, and they're bringing their policies with them. And um, you, guys are, you guys are a purple state now. It's very scary. It is very scary. We've got a lot of work to do. So, uh, But let's jump in here. I saw one of your tweets go by within the last week or so. You had yeah. posted this video regarding global warming and climate change. It was yep. uh, this young environmentalist is basically saying they're not telling you the truth. But I had to chuckle a little bit as I saw this when on the other hand we're seeing all of these you know 50 below wind chills over part of the United States and I'm thinking something isn't jiving here so let's talk a little bit about this global warming video that you posted <laughs> well you know Al Gore promised us the world is lost due to global warming and now we're in a third record winter in a row of low temperatures so the truth is very confusing to me right now you know? so um, Central Europe is having its coldest January on record in the most snow since 1937. And if people want to go back to history, unfortunately, anybody under 30 doesn't know history because they don't teach it anymore. That's right. why history, that's why it repeats itself. But in the 1970s, there's a great cover of, of Life magazine. I think it was in 77 or 78 of January. I think it was 77. And it's, it, it was the 1970s was the coldest decade on record, the coldest. And the media at that time was, worried and saying, are we entering another ice age? So here we are 40 years later, and now apparently the world is going to die and disappear because of global warming. But uh, I just call it weather. I mean, we don't have any record of any weather from the 1700s, 1600s, 1500s, anything before. We have no idea what the temperature was in New York City in January of, uh, you know, 1231 before it was New York City. Well, and that is really the question. What year is is their their barometer? You know, what 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 is the baseline? Uh, what year is that? Because I remember I served on city council for uh, my community for four years, and one of the things there had been a new um, dam, a water dam that had been built, and so I went out to take a look at it, and uh, we were driving around, and they said, "Oh, there's some fossils over there of some fern trees." Uh, this used to be a rainforest, and uh, I'm I'm thinking so we had a rainforest, and then out here we also had the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, dinosaurs, and then we had the 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 woolly mammoth. I mean, it's called seasons, climate change. I mean, and so what they're doing, and what this video that you had posted talked about is this has really been a power play, as far as trying to uh, take money from basically the United States and redistribute it across the world. So it's about money and power instead of really about the environment, I think. 
Oh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the sky is falling, right? I mean, the media loves to keep us in fear. I think of Don Henley's song, That Dirty Laundry. The bubble-headed bleach blonde comes on at five. She can tell us about the plane crash with the gleam in her eye. <laughs> yeah. They love to keep us in fear and worry. And, and people take everything people say on the news or on, on the Internet as, as the truth. As I tell my kids, I said, well, if it was on the Internet, it must be true. So I, I said, why don't we just look at some more facts? If you look at the whole global warming scam, if you and I were both smart, you and I would have jumped on the Al Gore's bandwagon and invested in everything that he started <laughs> because that guy's a billionaire now off of scaring the world, thinking that uh, the polar ice caps are going to disappear. This guy's video was amazing. And uh, I think people need to see it and really listen to what he's got to say, because he has no agenda. He says, look right here, guys, I'm just I'm just giving you facts here. But unfortunately, the left doesn't like facts. They hate statistics. You throw truth at them. They just cower because they have more more passion than we have. You know, when I, and I find all really the left has is more angry and hatred, uh, the anger and hatred than we have. That's what I find from them, because that's all they do is get mad about everything. Well, and, you know, it's really become a party of of destruction. And, Kevin, I think it's so interesting that the veil is off now uh, with what is going on in America. And, and the veil is off regarding global warming as well. People need to, to, as I think you're talking with your children, you need to look a little bit further. And so a positive thing is, is that... Everybody has a video cam or has you know a video in their their phone that they can can take pictures. That, of course, that's a negative as well. But I had a little interaction with a friend of mine that was totally concerned about the Covington Catholic kids and how they had treated that Native American. And uh, she was following following the narrative that these kids were defiant and disrespectful and all. And I said, have you seen the complete video? Of course not. And of course not. So I, <laughs> I, I found the video and I said, okay, start watching it about a minute, an hour 22. And I got this text message back and she said, oh, my gosh. Uh, and I'd also sent something about the threats that these kids have been getting. And she said, we need to pray for these families. But she had no idea. The The other thing I'm hoping people realize is if you're going to news sources that are lying to you about X, they may mer- very well may be lying to you about Y also. Yeah. Well, they always are only going to they're always going to doctor these videos. They never want to show the whole thing. You never see the whole picture behind it. They want to always show what they want to show that will make everybody on the left mad at people on the right and blaming them. And uh, this is just what people do. And it's just it's sad to me. We've totally just gotten rid of having any kind of civil conversations with anybody, especially on the left. Uh, President Trump has done so much good. You can list all the stuff that he's done, but they don't care. There's so many more bigger problems in the world, but they'll take 18 of the top 20 stories every single time will be about hating Trump and hating everything he does. And before he ran for president, the left used to love him. The left loved Donald Trump. So it just shows you how how it just how, how. how, how you know fractured we become and how uh, distance we distant we are and instead of just listening to facts it just comes down to emotions like i said well, and you mentioned President Trump's accomplishments recently. We had listed 25 of them that just within the last two plus years has helped everyday hardworking Americans. And so when I see them uh, attacking President Trump, I see them actually attacking everyday Americans. And that seems to be the agenda uh, that, uh, that that this far 
far uh, radical progressive uh, left that has taken over the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party of today is not the Democrat Party of your parents or JFK. All you have to do, like you're right, all you have to do is listen to 1960s JFK's inauguration speech, and that is a Republican talking today. In fact, more Republican than most rhinos we have out there in our office, too. I mean, everything's moving further and further left. I remember guys like John Voigt and Dennis Miller, who used to be liberals, who are now conservative, and said, look, I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me. And that's where those guys are right now, because you look how crazy it is. President uh, Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Well, all the liberals out there now want you and me and everybody else who work hard and have a living going and have had failures and failures, but uh, didn't let those things stop them to find success in their lives. They want all of us to take care of them because they've given up on their lives. They're blaming everybody else for their own insecurities and their own failures in life. And they're saying, hey, you've got to take care of me now because it's your fault. Well, when Kamala Harris says, who are we? I I say we are better than that. Hey, Kevin Sorbo, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to get your take on this whole abortion thing that's happening regarding uh, in New York and Virginia. It's absolutely astounding, but the veil is off. So we're going to go to break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree? We need to be having these conversations. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. Thrilled to have on the line with us, you know him, Kevin Sorbo, uh, Hercules, uh, all these great movies, God's Not Dead. What If, uh, Let There Be Light, and uh, a whole bunch of movies that are going to be coming out here in 2019. So, Kevin Sorbo, it is great to have you here. Thank you so much. Okay, now, yeah, in the last segment, we talked about this video that you had posted regarding uh, this young millennial talking about really the the mistruths, if you will, or the lies that have been fed to our young people regarding global warming. Now, one of uh, the most famous millennials right now is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 29-year-old congresswoman who who basically uh, surprised everyone and won a seat for Congress in New York, where you live now. With and, a whole 17,000 votes. Wow. With seven, exactly. <laughs> so. uh, the Democrats, uh, I, I think the elite Democrats got a little... Um, too big for their britches. They didn't pay attention. And so she she basically knocked off, a, a, I think it was like a 10-term congressman. So she, er, she's getting all kinds of vid, media attention. And she graduated from the University of Boston with a, a degree in economics, which I don't know who financed her education, but I think they should get her mon- their money back. You know what? <laughs> It's, it's amazing. She's the gift that keeps giving, though. I don't worry about her, to be honest with you. I, I worry about more people like Pelosi and Schumer who know they're lying, who know they're very smart people. They know exactly the damage that they're doing. Those people are more of a concern to me than, than this crazy woman. So to me, she's a gift that keeps giving. And all she's got to do is keep talking. And you, even the even the Democrats got to be cringing with the stuff that comes out of her mouth. Well, you know, I think she really believes uh, what she's what she's saying. And so let's let's talk about this. Um, let's do the soundbite, Steve. And then I'd like to talk kind of segue that into some of this new legislation in New York and Virginia regarding abortion. So let's go ahead and listen to that. 
And we're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is... Your your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it? And like, this is the war. This is our World War Two. Wow. Kevin Sorbo, she's <laughs> she's convinced the world is going to end in 12 years and, and people would be concerned about that. But I was thinking about it. The policies of the Democrat Party now, the world is ending now for little babies and the veil is off. This is no longer the the mother's health or anything like that. Did you hear the Virginia governor? He was on a radio show, and he basically said the baby could be delivered. They would keep it comfortable, and then they would decide what to do. What do you think, Kevin Sorbo? You know what I got a laugh out of when listening to him? He brings up, he says, it's it's really not for us to decide. It's for the mother and father, and that made me laugh. I go, he just said mother and father. Mother and father of what? So he's admitting that's uh, a baby, that is a child, that's a human being. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't say mother and father. Mother and father to what? Don't you guys all think it's just a clump of cells? Look, there's a heartbeat of 22, 22 days, 22 days. So tell me that is not a life. It's insane that the way they sit there and look at this whole abortion issue, if you look at it and really concentrate on their arguments of should we kill a baby at two months, four months, six months, when, when was it okay to kill a baby? Now we're at the point now you can actually deliver them and get rid of them. Maybe now they'll, in a couple of years, old, the kid can get to one or two years old and they can go, you know what? Ah, he, he cries too much. Grandma, you want to take him outside and take care of him? Here's a shovel. I mean, it's so pathetic what they're doing. They have, they have normalized this through television, through movies. Politics is downstream of culture. Who runs the culture? Hollywood runs the culture. So they have normalized. They've desensitized. I mean, it's like going in and order a hamburger now. So you go in and say, I'd like a double cheeseburger, an abortion, a large order of fries. It's like not a big deal to these people. And it's so sad that we brainwash people to think that life is so not important. Look what we've done to, to, to I mean, they are, they're more concerned with how you treat a puppy and a kitty and don't cut a tree down. They would rather hug a tree than hug a human being. They are the culture of death, and it's just sad. I mean, I wish they could explain to me why they think this is okay. We've killed over 100 million over the last century, 70 million and counting since Roe v. Wade. I mean, it's absolutely atrocious what we're doing i mean mother Teresa said it is going to destroy mankind she says it's the worst crime mankind could ever create president ronald reagan's got one of the greatest quotes he said i've noticed that people who are for abortion have already been born <laughs> so it's just amazing to me well you know we you you think about like the incas and you know these um you know, civilizations that used to uh, sacrifice their children. And, and we look at that, we talk about that and with horror. But then yeah. we, we basically have, have sacrificed a complete generation to a lie because the, I, the, the feminist movement, the, the radical feminist movement has tried to convince young women and young men as well. It hurts both both men and women. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about it that that, you know, having, you know, intimacy, there is something that that can happen. And that is the creation of a baby. And to just snuff that out, I think ultimately people in their hearts know that it's wrong, but the feminists have tried to convince a whole generation of women that it's okay. And we are now 
at the point where the veil is off. And uh, so, of course, the Virginia governor said, well, in case of deformity or something like that. And so the other day we talked about it. Uh, famous people who were born with birth defects, Helen Keller, blind and deaf, Stephen Hawking. Uh, did you know that Dudley Moore, Mia Hamm and Troy Aikman all had club feet? Uh, Hank Williams, John Cougar Mellencamp had spina bifida. Well, you know what? They would have, uh, as Rush Limbaugh said, in the fourth trimester, they would have been born, kept comfortable. And then the doctor and the mother and the father could have made a decision to kill these children. And just think about it. Uh, humanity would be, be less because these people had not lived. Just think about all the, the music and the books and things that we have snuffed out. The, maybe we've even snuffed out the, the cure for cancer with this, uh, this whole movement. These are the same people that fight against the death penalty for murderers and rapists. So those are the people they want to keep alive that have done horrific and horrible things. But for innocent babies, when they call it pro-choice, there's no choice there. The baby doesn't have a choice. The choice is life or death. And the reality is, when they sit there and use that my body, my choice thing, that's ridiculous. It's not your body in there. That body has a different, it's got a brain, it's got a different heart, it's got a different blood type possibly. It could be a different sex, it could be a boy instead of a girl inside that woman's body. I mean, it's amazing to me that we've gotten to such a point that everything is okay with that. These are the people that call you and me who want a border wall to protect us. We're immoral. We're the ones who are immoral, but killing babies is okay i mean it's it's just sad and all they do is get in your face and get angry and you're going no please explain to me how this is okay why are you using uh why are you using uh, abortion as a birth control method i mean it's just weird to me and and 100 million and counting over the last 100 years are you telling me every one of them were were are going to be deformed i mean and and think of this it's not just it's not just the 70 million since Roe v. Wade, but how many of those 70 million who now a lot of them would be in their 20s, 30s and 40s would have had kids themselves? We've destroyed an entire generation and a couple generations of, 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 of lives and everything seems to be OK with people on the left that that's OK, that with this it's a topic that we don't even need to discuss. We should just accept their anger and their hatred and move along. But they're the ones who scream for tolerance, right? And right. The tolerant people you'll ever meet. Right, right. Well, you know, when we talk about Mao, I think that he was around 65 million that were killed under his regime. Stalin, I want to say maybe 30 million, Hitler, 15 million. And we look at them as monsters. And yet yeah, Stalin, Stalin, Stalin was Stalin was between 30 and 50 million. It's that bad. They can't even guess how many of his own people he killed. And Pol Pot, I believe, was seven million in Cambodia. But, but, but there know, weren't that many people in Cambodia. I mean, he, he killed a whole bunch of people. You know? it's, just, it's it's inc- it's incredible to me. And I brought this up the other day. You know, 70 years ago, there was a group of people who decided who could live and who can't. And they were called the Nazis. And that's why I love the left when they constantly call you or me or Trump or anybody else a Nazi. And I'm going, wait a minute. You're the socialist. You know that Nazi stands for National Socialists? So right. They they just they just they, they keep shooting themselves in the foot and they're they're wrong and they don't create anything. Everything about them is destruction. They create nothing. They're kind of like the IRS. <laughs> True. Hey, Kevin, we're just about out of time. This is Kim Munson with the Americhicks. We're talking with uh, famous actor uh, Kevin Sorbo. I take great heart that the veil is now off on what these agendas really are. You know, I think for many years. Per, per, 
people are going, okay, yeah, okay, in the case of incest, oh, okay, in the case of mother's life, okay, okay. Well, the veil is off. And there's a big swath of millennials that they've seen the ultrasound of their little brother or sister, you know, up on the refrigerator, and they're saying, hold on a minute, this stuff that you've been telling us isn't true. And so just a couple of things, there is a whole group of women, young women and men that bought into this lie of abortion. And as Christians, I think that we need to to wrap our arms around them with compassion and say we realize this was a big lie, and um, you know we we know there's a hole in your heart. I, I just think that that's really important. Your final comments. Well, can I, I'm going to jump in here and put in, uh, put in the fact that I do a lot of pro life speaking events. People can go to kevinsorbo.net. That's kevinsorbo.net. Great. They can get a hold of me if they want me to come to their town, their church, or wherever school and talk about this. Um, I do about 12 to 15 a, a year, the last seven, eight years. And uh, you brought something up that uh, is definitely near and dear to my heart as well, is that when they hear 100% of women that want to have an abortion, a full 80% of them, after they've had a sonogram and hear that heartbeat, change their mind. 80%. So this is, a, this is amazing. And it makes them realize, oh, my God, that is not my heart in there. That is an actual heartbeat of something else living inside of me right now. So uh, we just need more of that going out there. I know more and more of these uh, pregnancy centers are doing that. And I know, I know by law they have to tell them the options with abortion as well because the government has made them do that. But it's amazing to me what's going on. You'll never hear this from Planned Parenthood, which was formed initially just to de- have the destruction of um, African-American babies be destroyed. Breaks my heart. People, need to, people need to do their history on that as well, Planned Parenthood. Don't tie behind the fact that's what you guys believe in. So um, there you go. But uh um, I do want to. I do want to give a quick plug. I got five movies coming out this year. Kevinsorbo.net right. for information there as well. They're all wonderful family movies. They're going to come out during the summer and the fall. So uh, please check them out. I'll, I'll I'll keep people posted about when they come out. Well, Kevinsorbo.net. That segues beautifully into the end of our show, where I say it's 2019. Read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and no offense, Hercules, but like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. Kevin Sorbo, thank you so much for joining the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Thank you. We'll do it again down the road. I'd love to uh, plug my movies when they come out this summer. Okay, we'll definitely do that. So God bless you and God bless America. And I don't want no one to cry. But tell them.